0: I want you to declare your own strength and watch it become a reality. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Bill Johnson. And Bill is talking to us about how we need to declare the truth over our lives, not saying that we need to ignore the facts if we're ill or if something else is going on, but the truth always outweighs and trumps the facts. And we've got to start focusing on the truth and trusting God and believing him and declaring what his word says over our lives. What a powerful message. Here's Bill.
1: Here's the bottom line. What are you doing? What are you doing pertaining to the issue of fear? What are you doing? The scripture compels us, serve somebody. Stop waiting for another conference. Stop waiting for another prophetic word. Stop waiting for another person to come and massage your ego or help sympathize with the tragedies that you faced. You know, at some point, we have to stop being impressed with the size of our problem. And our deliverance begins at the moment. We're no longer impressed with the size of our problem. And that's the challenge for every one of us. And, and some of you say, well, you don't know what I've gone through. No, that's, that's true. And if I did, I would probably buckle or be as, uh, as, as challenged as, as you're struggling. I wouldn't ever want to discount that. I'm just saying none of us want to stay there, so let's get out. And the way you get out is you find someone to serve that's worse off than you. you, you love has to become practical where it becomes demonstrated. So what are you doing? What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? Because if I'm fueling the lie, I've agreed with the liar, and tragically, I've empowered the liar. So he only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So when you empower the liar, there's always loss and destruction as a result. So there has to be a point where find a scripture, a word of promise, read the Bible till he talks to you. And when you find that verse of scripture, memorize it, write it on a card. You may have to pull it out 50 times, 100 times in one day and quote it, pray it, declare it, sing it, but just... Take some responsibility. Take some responsibility for the very fact that the enemy is intimidated by your success and he hopes to dislocate your effectiveness by causing you to fear. That's what he's doing. He does not want to be reminded of eternal judgment. That's why he has targeted you, targeted me to fall into this issue of fear. So taking personal responsibility. What are you doing? Serve somebody. What are you thinking? Think what God says. Paul wrote us in in the most horrific situation possible here's here's a guy here's a guy who, who writes everywhere I go people want to kill me that has to affect your approach on travel <laughs> here's he says everywhere I go they want to put me in chains you know he's got this group that follows him. they just they act, all they want to do is kill him I mean they've stoned him they've done all this stuff tried to kill him he's had 39 lashes I forget how many times the guy's just you know he's he's got some reasons to be depressed And here he's in a prison. He's in a hole in the ground. I've actually been in the hole that he was at in Rome. And he writes this letter that says, rejoice. Again, I say, rejoice. He found how to beat the fear thing. He found something powerful. Anybody can rejoice when they have joy. In the kingdom, you rejoice to obtain joy. You actually cause your thought life, your emotional life, And your physical body to align with what God has made available. And in that yielding, in that sacrifice, in that obedience, brings a release of profound joy. Fear can't connect itself. It's like you become Teflon. Nothing sticks. Nothing sticks of that realm of fear. And so the question is, you know, what are you, what are we, what are we thinking? What are we doing? What are we praying? You know. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary, heavy laden, I'll give you rest. There's a profound picture of exchange. If when you pray, you don't leave refreshed, you probably weren't praying, you were complaining. (laughs) Because the whole point of prayer is that you're supposed to get his heart and he's going to take yours. He's going to take your junk and give you his good. And that's the exchange. That's That's the deal of prayer. So if you walk into the presence and you walk out as frustrated as when you went in, you might want to think about how you're praying. So what, what what am I doing? What am I thinking? What am I praying? The last one is found in Joel chapter 3. What am I saying? Sometimes um, our efforts at transparency and honesty are so destructive. I mean, I... And I want people to be honest. You know, if I ask somebody how they're doing and they're having a horrible day, I don't, I'm not offended at all if they say, man, I'm having a rough day. But if that rough day becomes a week and a month and a year and five years and 10 years, it's not a rough day anymore. It's a rough life. And to be honest with you, I, I don't mind if somebody who's negative fakes it because they're more pleasant to be with. <laughs> Just between you and me. But in Joel chapter 2, is a very interesting passage. Chapter 3, excuse me. He says, proclaim, verse 9, Joel 3, verse 9, Proclaim among the nations, prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up, beat your plowshares into swords, your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. The Lord, is, I don't mind if somebody's just trying to encourage themselves and they just make up positive things to, you know, I'm, I'm going to succeed. I, I know I've failed, but I'm going to succeed. I think that's healthy. I, I, I don't mind it at all. In fact, there, it just makes you more pleasant to be around. But when God says, let the weak say I am strong, he has opened up a realm of grace, a realm of empowerment that is released to you the moment you speak what he said to speak. In other words, strength becomes the reality when it's declared. You know, I I understand there's, there's been a lot of abuses in the confession. I understand that. But it doesn't erase the reality. It's in the Bible. I know... That we don't like abuses, like the abuses in some of the confession stream stuff. I, I understand it. I, 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 I don't think living in denial, if you have a bad medical report, living in denial is not going help to help it go away. I think acknowledging what's there, but then anchoring your heart into truth, which is superior to fact, I think, is the way to go. Declare what God is saying over your life. I think it's very important, even if it doesn't look like it right now. Declare what He's saying. It's just, it's just vital. So I, I believe in the transparency. I believe in the honesty. But God is declaring something to a group of people that are afraid. Now, when Gideon had his army at thirty-seven thousand people in his army, God says, "You have too many. Tell everyone who's afraid to go home." How many of you know, if you're in the 10,000 remaining and 22,000, whatever it was, went home, you weren't afraid. (laughs) Can we take that test again? I I was fine when 33,000 were here, but now, you know, two-thirds of the army just left. I wasn't afraid, but I've suddenly, it's faced, you know, (laughs) I'm, I'm starting to go there, you know. And that time he let everyone who's afraid go home. This time he doesn't do that. There are times where Israel, God knew that they would not have the courage to face the enemy. So he took them the long way around because he knew they would turn around and go back to Egypt. So if the Lord actually leads you into a battle, it's only because you are thoroughly equipped for victory. You are thoroughly equipped for victory. Israel, here's an important thing to remember. As Israel is going into the promised land. So the promised land is a picture of of breakthroughs. taking possession of increase and breakthrough and maturity, growth in this kingdom lifestyle. So this promised land, as Israel's going through, they were only attacked when they were close to another victory. This represents a city. Israel's coming through as they're approaching the enemy that occupies it, go, oh no, we don't want to lose. And so they attack. We interpret the attack. When we're doing something wrong. No, it's affirmation. You're close to a greater victory. You're great. You're closer to greater uh, inheritance, to greater breakthrough. You're closer to greater maturity, to greater impact on history and the course of humanity. And all these things are right at hand. Why? Because the devil's nervous. So here's an army that. Didn't have the privilege of going home when they're afraid. He says, you don't get to go home. You're going to use a different tactic. I want you to declare your own strength and watch it become a reality. Some, honestly, some people in this room are actually only a declaration away from victory. Uh Waiting for someone else to prophesy, waiting for someone else to lay hands. And the Lord is saying, you know, I put my word in your mouth. Declare it. Just declare. I'm strong. I'm strong. The enemy says you don't look strong to me. Yeah, trust me, I'm strong. It's it's not human strength. I have the spirit of the resurrected Christ in me. Yeah. You killed the Messiah. The Spirit who raised him from the dead is in me.
0: That was Bill Johnson, and you can find that clip on YouTube. If you search under Bill Johnson, victory is one declaration away. You can also find out more information about him at BJM.org. I hope you have an amazing day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless